Welcome to the Rethinking Humanity podcast and to our special bonus episode. Today, Friday, May 29th, 2020. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our bonus episode number three. Sonia and I are here. I'm Lacey Delane. This is Sonia Luria. Hi. And uh, of course, we wanted to uh, do a bonus episode today. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world today. Yeah, today's a tough day, Lacey. Um, we have to be honest with this audience that we don't have a structured conversation, but we want to talk about how we're feeling and what's going on in in our world. Yeah. So as I mentioned, as we opened, it is May 29th, 2020. Uh, there's some disturbing things that have happened this week. Um, multiple disturbing things. Obviously, we're still in the midst of COVID-19, that crisis. Many of the states are opening up uh, again in a limited capacity, which there's certainly controversy over. Um, so, you know, but we've talked about that on past occasions. What we really wanted to focus on today um, were the multiple things that have happened this week uh, in the area of, of racism, um, violence, murder. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, rightfully so, COVID-19 actually compounds or maybe plays part of a role in, in some of this. Uh, but mostly it's un, um, unapproached uh, biases and racism um, that we have not, we've been way too scared to address and talk about and try to make amends with in our country. And it's just super sad. Uh, I feel really raw and numb and really just disappointed uh, in pain for the Black community today, in pain for our society as a whole, angry that these types of things have happened are happening and just blatantly just are just keep happening um unaddressed yeah. so um, to start i didn't give any context we probably need some context but go ahead and then i'll give some factual you know, okay. this is what happened blah, blah blah sure sure um so i second your feelings lacy it's it's hard to have the words to speak how you know, how, how anyone feels and everything that's happening right now, you have to walk a mile in someone's shoes. I just think that we are at a reckoning point in our country, in our world, that this can't continue. Just the blatant disregard for human beings is unbelievable, yes. appalling, uh, super saddening, like you say, uh, it's a moment that we're, we're, we're all, I believe, you know, at least myself, I do feel this incredible shame that as a culture, we are continuing to live in this world of racism. It's just, it just, it can't go on like this. It can't go on. And, you know, we're seeing images and we're hearing the stories and I'm sure people out there are on social media. So, they know what we're talking about, but this, this has to stop. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And so let's give a little context. Um, I'll give a little context. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to pretend to be a, like a journalist, journalist right now, but what I want to do is give some facts. Uh, so people have a little bit of context of what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, so on Monday, uh, I believe it was Monday, uh, a man named George Floyd was murdered by a cop in, um, Minneapolis. Um, and since that happened, um, there have been riots uh, ongoing in Minneapolis, uh, riots in which buildings have been destroyed, burned down, looting has taken place. Um, you know, the police precinct that the police officer who killed George Floyd, that that he belonged to has been burned down. Mm -hmm. um, and the folks who have been doing the rioting and the looting have said, we're not going to stop until we have justice. I could be uh, wrong on that, but I, until like they need to arrest this guy, you know, before we, before mm -hmm. we stop. So I, I don't know exactly when these riots uh, began. Um, I would imagine it was Monday night. I'm, I'm sure right. it was shortly after. Shortly after. Um, and, and today is Friday and it's five o'clock PM on Friday and they have been ongoing. And last night is when the police precinct was burned down. And I mean, as Sonia was mentioning, you can see on social media, on, you know, television news, cable news, the damage, uh, the violence, the pain in okay. people's hearts and their eyes in their voice when you listen to what they're saying about why they're doing what they're doing and mm -hmm. where, where they're at. Right. Where right. They're at. And I think, I think it's very challenging. I was telling you, I couldn't watch anymore on, it's just, it overwhelms me to see any, well, to see violence period. I don't know. We live in a society that I think glorifies violence. Yeah. Um, and I understand, I don't, well, I shouldn't say I understand, but I can empathize with the anger and the rage. At the same time, you know, there are businesses that are get, being affected, essential businesses there in Minneapolis, uh, where people get their pharmacy, you know, their prescriptions yeah. and their food. And so you have this really mix of things going on, activities that yeah. are that are damaging to the community. And so how do you deal with all of that, the rage and, you know, also innocent people? getting caught up in, in getting injured and hurt. It's, it's just, it's a mess. It's a tough, it's a tough, tough thing. I mean, I think one of the things that's really sad is um, like you're saying, these, these businesses um, are essential. This, there was a CVS or a Walgreens that was um, looted and completely destroyed. Um, obviously that's a pharmacy and there are people mm -hmm. who need drugs. All right. Um, so, so that's that's a very serious issue, especially right now at the time right, of COVID. I'm COVID. Yeah. Right now. So, you know, I want to I guess I want to be clear and say, like, on the record, I am I wouldn't want to nor do I believe I would respond in a violent way um, mm -hmm. or do I own responding in a violent way? Because. Again, we can see that it causes more damage. At the same time, what 
I, where I land on all this is I agree with what Martin Luther King Jr. said about riots mm-hmm. uh, years and years ago, which is the unheard person. That is how they finally mm-hmm. uh, can feel heard. And it's going to happen over time. Sure. If you suppress and suppress and suppress and abuse and abuse and abuse at some point, there's going to be an explosion. It's kind of like passive aggressive behavior mm-hmm. psychologically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like you can be like stuff it down and stuff it down and stuff it down. But at some point, the shit's going to come to the surface and people are going to know how you really feel or you're going to take it out on yourself. Yeah. And so to me, it's a similar situation with mm-hmm. the, with the and with the rioting and the damage. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what do you fucking think they're going to do? What do you think yeah. they're going to yeah. do? What have you done to help them? You're not giving them a voice. You're not giving, giving them an ear. Support. Nobody, none mm-hmm. of the police officers from what I've seen and read are open and like to hear. And even if they have expressed that in the past, how many times has this happened? Over and, how many, and how over many, and over again. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you're absolutely right. You know, when you're talking about the anger, I was going to, I was going to give you an example. I'm consider myself pretty passive, but I know when the anger builds and builds and builds. And I remember one time being so angry that I started mm-hmm. pounding the window and I broke the glass wow. for me to get to that point. But, to, but yep. it, it recalled, I was recalled what you're saying is like suppression, 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 and then it's got to come out in some way. Yeah. And we're talking about communities here that have yes. had to deal with this oppression, not just now, for years, for years. Yes. And the other thing about that, too, is, I mean, this is arguable about all of us, but arguably, this is true of all of us. But, you know, I think there are people who are um, not as fortunate financially as other people mm-hmm. who may not have a ability or skill or haven't learned the skill, or maybe they're so financially strapped or they're so financially anxious that they're, they can't focus long enough. And I mean this with all due respect, because we all have our moments like this to learn how to communicate effectively. And people might say, well, that's not how you need to communicate if you're upset and angry about something. Well, duh, but have you ever punched the window? (laughs) <laughs> have you ever gotten angry? Duh, of course you have. And have I? Of course I've, I've and, and I'm not a, I'm like you, Sonia, I'm not a violent person. I don't consider myself to be, um, but I've definitely been through periods of my life where I suppressed, I suppressed, I suppressed. And then it just comes out an explosion mm-hmm. where I like yell or I throw right. something at the floor or at the ground or whatever. And it's ugly, but mm-hmm. it's, so it's also a natural response. response. It's a natural when you response. don't know how to communicate your anger, or your pain, or you can't communicate your anger, but you don't have somebody that will listen. That shit's gonna fucking happen. It's gonna happen. And like you said, we're talking about on a massive scale, massive a massive community for years, decades, even right. of being oppressed. Yeah. And, and, and you're told in various ways to be silent, which is horrible. And as you're saying, it just over time is going to build and build and build. And it's inevitable. It's inevitable that this is going to be the reaction. And I think unless 
people that want to judge unless you've been in someone's shoes, you, you can't, you can't judge, you can't judge the pain and the, the struggle. No. And, you know, I, I was going to also comment, I think there's an issue that we have in our country with authority, you know, with the authority figures mm. on one hand, we need obviously rules and some degree of regulations, but at the same time, authority can be misused. And we see that over and over again. And it's yes. so sad and disturbing that we live in, in that world that they're, you know, the, there are obviously authority figures that try to do the right thing and, you know, work hard. And then you have others that damage this whole idea of authority because they take yeah. that power and it's misused. And as we see, it results in death and injury. Yes. And, and I mean, I'll, I'll take this as a great segue point for me to make another point about psychology and how much uh, we need to rethink our humanity and we need to rethink, uh, you know, the way that we are living our lives in which we can thrive. Right. So we've got these folks who are in positions of authority and power who take advantage of that and they misuse their power. Right. Well, arguably, I would say that these are folks who have been hurt in the past, who have not processed their pain. They're not even many of them. I would, I would venture to say self-aware enough to know that they're angry mm -hmm. enough to kill a man in yeah. broad daylight with the camera watching there. But, but, but how can we, how can we be self-aware? How can we have time to, to be introspective, to know ourselves when it's all about the fucking machine mm -hmm. and get the damn work and be there exactly. from this time to this time. Exactly. You don't have time. We don't have time to be human beings. We don't have time to do the things that we absolutely need to do, which is know ourselves, which is slow down, which is love each other. How can we expect people to treat people right when we have we don't have any place for that? It's not yeah. valued at all. It's not. And it's not given space to thrive. There's no, no. way we have. No. And we, and we also, it's this big taboo <laughs> mental health that you and I have always talked about. We don't even value the fact that we need to be psychologically healthy, that we need to support mental health yeah. in school, in yeah. jobs, in all aspects of life, because you cannot be a full functioning human being if you don't have psychological mental health this is yes. like a basic need yes. and until we get over that we're going to keep repeating mm -hmm. these things again and again and again yes hurt hurt people hurt people uh and and until we start valuing each human being in our society we're going to see human eat multiple human beings in our society go in a path because they've been devalued in which they devalue other people as well. And they're harmful to other people as well. It's a cycle. We all, we're all interdependent. We all affect each other. I don't understand how we can't think that oh, we can be oppressive to some people and it's not going to affect us. Yeah. I think it's just that we've been living in this alienated world that I know you and I've talked about where people think they're independent. Just like you said, we're not, we're all connected. COVID has shown us we're all connected. We're all affected. And we are, we're experiencing all these issues because it's like the light is coming on. And unfortunately there's a lot of pain mm -hmm. and suffering. 
It doesn't help, I don't want to get into politics, but it doesn't help that we have a president that is completely, you know, on another planet. He he absolutely has not shown empathy. His Twitter today, I believe, said just horrible things. Uh, he, I think he talked about looting and shooting. You probably know better. But just, yeah. it, it just, I think he's kind of riled the whole thing up, is from what I understand. And that's sad because now we're talking about, we're bringing politics into this, into our, the humanity where, People are suffering, and we're going to make this about the left and the right. It's crazy, yeah, just crazy. Insane. Well, I mean, one thing that I have noticed that I've saw reported, and I, I don't have direct evidence of this, but is that he has not uh, addressed the family of George Floyd to to say, "Hey, my condolences." <laughs> Joe Biden has, who is the Democratic nominee? Mm-hmm. Uh, again, not to make this political, but it just shows you: where is there any? compassion or empathy humanity humanity (laughs) yeah yeah and then so that that is something that we kind of had talked about we wanted to discuss i personally have been involved in politics on a political campaign a presidential campaign um and i'm very i like to be very careful uh because what i want to bring about for us is unity and that's what we need that is what we need so desperately right now Mm -hmm. um uh, but I will comment, but I, what I do want to comment on, on Trump's tweet is, is how incredibly uh, surprising, shocking, maybe not surprising, shocking, <laughs> disappointing is probably the word. Mm-hmm. The, the phrasing that he used in his tweet was, if there's looting, there's, then there's, there's shooting, shooting. Yeah. which is something that a conservative... Um, uh, let me let me get this right here. Let okay. me see if I can find it. But it's someone from uh, years and years ago who was not. He, he was. I, I retweeted it. Let me let me just. Well, pull it up. while you're finding that, um, I just want to do make a comment that I know you yeah. said this in our first podcast that Lacey was involved with the Yang campaign, and mm-hmm. one of the things that. I, that sticks with me is a slogan of not left, not right, but forward. And I think that's very important. If we're talking about unity, we're not talking about where you stand, you know, politically, it's, it's about moving forward as a country. And, and as human, you know, as we're talking about our humanity, we're not, we're not trying to make this about, you know, what, where do you stand on political issues? It's about moving forward. No, 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 no. I mean, it certainly isn't. And and it doesn't do us any good. I mean, just a freaking waste of time to do no, that. No. Um, but this is, okay, I found it. George Wallace, the former Alabama governor who was regarded as one of the nation's most destructive racists mm-hmm. in 1968 said, mm-hmm. when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Wow. Um, so he was an Alabama segregationist is basically what people are, are tweeting out. This uh, the one I just read to you is from Shannon Watts, um, who she is a blue check mark. Um, uh, so anyway, it's, it's, yeah. it's just a sad, sad thing to think right. that we're doing that right now. No. We need to no. come together. You know, no, there needed to be, you know, statements of condolences and support, not this, not adding fuel to the fire, so to speak. Um, 
Yeah, mm -hmm. and then it makes you wonder what what can we do as individuals? Like, I think that the way we live every single day, the choices we make, the people we engage with, our behaviors need to speak louder. You know, louder than our words. I think that that that, that we have that responsibility. Mm -hmm. And and I think that also goes back to self awareness too. I mean. Uh, I think you were sharing with me uh, earlier today, Sonia, someone that you know who mm -hmm. shared a story about being at a gas station. She's, right. she's showing high self-awareness in this story um, where she's like, she looks around and she sees there's African-American men there. And she's like, for some reason, I started feeling anxious. And she's mm -hmm. like, nobody had come up to her or whatever. Right. And she's like, why? Why did I feel that way? Right. You know, right. And it's, it goes back to a conditioning in society. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That we've had of like, be scared. Yeah. Of <laughs> Movies. You know? No, absolutely. Movies. And I think what we don't realize is that there's these subconscious messages that are going into us. And I was really amazed when she posted that because she actually, you know, spoke about how her feelings were, you know, they were unfounded. And she, she had that self-awareness to question herself, mm -hmm. to check herself. And I think we all need to do that. And um, the way that change is going to happen, I think, is going to be have to come in a monumental way of, to go back to your point of people becoming self-aware of where right. they, you know, how they feel and where they're standing and why they react this certain way or that certain way and and mm -hmm. moving beyond those barriers. Absolutely. Uh, the the self-awareness, I think, is is a key. And mm -hmm. you can, I think you can, I think we all have things that we're un, are unconsciously mm -hmm. motivating us. And I think is is probably in all of us. I mean, if you look at the, around the world, racism exists in every country and every culture. Um, and so there, I think it takes the strength to, to be willing to say, Hey, maybe there's some racism here mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. within me. Mm -hmm. I'm open to seeing it so I can fix it. Not so I can feel ashamed about it, but so I can go, Oh, that's, that's wonder why I feel that way. Let me, figure that out and process it and recognize it so that when you, if it happens again and you think it again, you go, Oh no, that's racism. That's not who I am. That's a racist thought. I'm not going to be that way. But you know, it's one thing to be self-aware enough to recognize it. Mm -hmm. Once you recognize it, I think the next step is going, okay, now what do I do with, yeah. with information? And not feeling ashamed about it to where you stuff it down again or, you know, run away from it, hide from it. But where you go, OK, you know what? There's a lot of people, arguably every single one of them, who have these uh, racist um, thoughts, um, you know, maybe unconditional or un unconscious biases that mm -hmm. they can examine. And so I'm not the only one. So let, let me work through that. It takes skill. It takes mm -hmm. commitment. It takes time, effort, and willingness uh, to do it. But that is the only way we're going to move from uh, racism to, to acting in racism to not acting in racism. Absolutely. Um, 
you know, when you're talking, I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, that it's a lot of things that we've discussed before on the podcast about humanity, specifically things like economic inequality. I know you brought up UBI, universal basic income. There's a lot of things that separate us. And so what has happened, I think, is this idea of the other. Like, here's this mm -hmm. other person. When we're, yeah. all, we're all in this together and when we eliminate that, I mean, that's come up with, you know, obviously immigration, obviously with the economy, there's so many aspects that keep us separate. And the idea, at least for me, is that we need to have commonality as human beings. And the closer we get to that, then we can heal these divisions, because if, if we're going to be in a society that's going to separate us, that's going to create problems. You know, the idea, well, I have more than you, you know, I'm here, you're there, kind of this whole, I know you and I have gotten into all that of the whole, the whole idea of acquisition, but um, we could talk about that forever. But anyhow, yeah. I just think it all plays into what the issues today are. Just like you started earlier, you were talking about if someone's hungry or they're economically, they're struggling. I mean, if mm. I was struggling, I would probably go in and just grab the bread. You know, I'm just being honest. That's what I would of do because I have to survive. I have to that's eat, right. you know, mm -hmm. and, and I think we miss that. I agree. And I think, I mean, I've thought this multiple times seeing homeless people in Atlanta. I'm like, we're, we're taking care of them. Not well. But financially, if people are like, well, that's the responsibility to go get a job. All right. Well, that's a whole other thing we can debunk. But the reality of the situation is that whether it's in the form of a basic income or it's in the form of the, the kind citizens who are compassionate and empathetic and give mm -hmm. them money, give them food or whatever it is, mm -hmm. we're, we're still all taking care of them. Right. So mm -hmm. why don't we do it in a way where it's beneficial for them, the most beneficial for them and for us, for all of us, you know, it's, it's a fallacy. Yeah. That we're, we're, yeah. yes, not yeah. all interdependent. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. So when you talk about, so homelessness is a really good example. So I think it's easy to see that person as separate. Oh, that's the other, but what's going to happen is when I become that person, or when someone I know becomes that person, or when that number goes from the one person you see to now half your community. I mean, that's a whole nother, you, you wake up and say, wow, this is yeah. me. Yes. And I think the, the, the idea of identifying with those struggles, um, it creates that empathy. And, and the reality is there's no reason for us to be, to even have that. We, we have so much wealth and, power in this country that we don't need to be having these people suffer. And that's, that's where we're at now. And this is what's so sad with COVID because as you know, there's many people who basically out of bad luck that this virus has occurred that's are now unemployed and their businesses have gone under and that has nothing to do with their hard work. No. Well, that's <laughs> another thing that we talked about this morning, which I think adds to the heaviness of of today uh, was a article that I saw um, about how many folks who are, it's a New York times article and it talks about how many millions of people are relying on pandemic aid mm -hmm. that are unemployed. 
and they're seeing that it's going to end and yeah. it's and scary. And, and, and I mean, I'm one of those people. And I was going to say this a second ago, like I can see that <laughs> I, I, I could be however many whatever's away from, I could be in that situation sure, where sure. I'm, yeah. do I have family? Of course I do. I have support, but I'm just saying like strip all that away or let's say I didn't ask for help. You know what I mean? It's yeah. so easy. And, yeah. and there are now with COVID-19, uh, you know, the there are people who work in industries who their jobs are not coming back anytime yeah. soon. Yeah. They're just not. There's millions and millions. And I, I could be one of those as well who was affected by that because I've transitioned to work in events. And so. How many events are we going to be having in the next year? I don't know. Uh, so it's just this, there's such, it's such a dark time in our country right now. It's so scary and sad Yes. and difficult. It is. <sighs> it is. And this is, um, I think it's a time, and I know we've touched upon it here, is I just, you know, hope and pray that, uh, going forward, and I know I've addressed this with you, is that we're going to have people that are in positions of leadership and in our world that we're going to look at other options and opportunities. And I guess it's people, even your day-to-day, -day, even people that I know just locally that are trying to look at doing things differently. We don't have a choice. Like you said, with all this the struggles that we're going through with COVID and the employment, we don't have a choice. Otherwise yeah. you're going to see, you're going to see more problems, more issues. If we yes. don't make drastic, what I think is radical, radical changes. Mm -hmm. This cannot be business as usual. It's just no. not, no. No. And uh, you know, we can't do business in, as usual and get through this. It's going to be very interesting to see uh, how the fall shakes out with COVID. Um, you know, just because we're reopening a lot of businesses doesn't mean that there's jobs for people to go to. Um, doesn't mean that people are going to make it. And then uh, if there's a second wave in the fall, in winter, like there was in the 1918 flu pandemic, mm -hmm. it, it's going to be tough. It's going to be rough. I mean, we're already facing a lot of difficulty. And, um, you know, there was an interview that I was watching recently. And I, I actually think this is a great point that that this person said that they felt that COVID-19 um, even played a role in, you know, how likely people were to loot and and riot mm -hmm. in, in and I actually think that's a that's a great point because it goes back to the whole you know stuffing the emotions stuffing we're all scared we're all in pain we're all suffering right now we don't know and many of the folks uh, arguably who who have done the rioting um maybe their security level right now for it's the future low, yeah. is low. Very, low. very low yeah um so another thing is, and I know you know about the New York Times publishing a certain amount of names. There's been 100,000 deaths. And I think it's hard to wrap our head around that. And I, I heard something on the radio that really struck me. The reporter who's like the health reporter said, you know, if you have been fortunate to not have been affected uh, 
yet by COVID-19, you should consider yourself lucky. And I, and that really sat with me because I think what's happened is mm -hmm. that it's easy to be sort of disconnected. Um, Lacey and I were talking to a friend of ours today to see like who we knew or if we knew of someone who knew of someone. And I do have my cousin's father died of COVID. He was older in his nineties, but I just realized that probably all of us we're definitely going to have someone we know. And that if that circle gets closer and closer, you could see the fear and the anxiety. And to Lacey's point, we don't know these people that are leading where they are. Maybe they've lost someone. Maybe they've lost their job along with the racism on top of it. It's just a powder keg. Well, they, they sure as hell don't have any kind of health insurance that allows oh, yeah. them to go to a therapist and help them <laughs> some emotional help that we could all use in this moment, much less in other moments of our lives. I mean, come on. Yeah, exactly. People to be all of us. Do we expect us to just be perfect? No, man, that's just not how it works. Yeah. It just doesn't work like that. No, I mean, it's, it's to your, your point. I mean, there's, I don't want to predict, but I'm sure that this isn't going to be the end of the suffering and the, yeah. the struggles. Um, and I just believe it's our responsibility as individuals and well, collectively, but each one of us to take up that self-awareness and that ability to be empathetic and to try to live, make better choices every day of our life. Because mm -hmm. I know it feels, you know, the, the bad part, yeah, it feels, oh, I'm sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> it feels, no, no, you no, feel, no. there's a feeling of powerlessness too, right? Like, what can yeah. I do? You know, how can I make a difference? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it is. It, it, it's certainly um, a challenge. And there is that feeling of powerlessness. I think that's normal for where we are right now. I mean, I definitely feel that today. Um, you know, so going back to kind of some of the facts from the story with George Floyd mm -hmm. and his murder, um, they... The riots, um, if I understand this correctly, were ongoing and they were like, you need to arrest the officer. The officer. And, yes. And that actually happened today, mm -hmm. I think about one o'clock or so, um, sometime this afternoon. So it'll be interesting to see how the, the looting and the rioting uh, changes over mm -hmm. the next mm -hmm. four hours. Hopefully that it will stop. Um, but I mean, I can't imagine living there, how much unrest. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. It's just, it's hard to just look at the videos. Yeah. Much less if I'm there. No, it would be really tough. Um, I know that we were saying how a lot of things that happened this week. You also know the story about the woman in New York city walking her dog. Yes. Yes. Can you briefly share that uh, if you okay, don't mind? Well, let's see if I remember the details. So she had her dog off the leash, I believe. And yes. the gentleman uh, filmed her because she was, you know, obviously in the park, you're not supposed to have the dog off the leash. He had treats mm -hmm. that he gave to the dog. And she then did, said she was calling the police and saying that a black man was threatening her right. or something along those she lines. Put the, she he asked her to put the dog on the leash. Right. And then she got mad and she said, "I'm gonna call. I'm calling the police." And she said that a black man was 
threatening right, them. Right, right, right. That, that story just blew me away, I have to tell you. I was like, that is the epitome, the epitome of racism. And then apparently, because I heard she lost a dog and lost her job, then she apologizes. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of thinking, wow, what hypocrisy. I mean, she obviously had intent. It just, mm -hmm. it just blew me away that someone would make that decision. Sort of, this is again, goes back to the power. To me, she thinks I got the power, you know, I'm above you because of the color of my skin. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow. Um, yeah, another example mm -hmm. of such blatant racism. Mm -hmm. It's really sad. Uh, it's really, really sad. Lots of that this week. That was Monday morning. And okay. then George uh, Floyd was Monday night. Um, and so we've been in the midst of this. And then obviously we had another incident in Georgia earlier this month where um, oh, a yeah. black man was yes, on yes. a run. Mm -hmm. And that, that was horrible, horrible. Right. And those police officers were arrested yes. um, and, you know, tried for murder. So, you know, I think that other, the only other thing I feel like I, I want to say on this that I haven't said yet is just how much I want to express my empathy, mm -hmm. sorrow, uh, like standing in solidarity with the people of the black community right now. I, I can't imagine if I was dating a black guy or if I had a, a black child, yeah. I would be so scared right now. Yeah. No, I, I, I've thought of that many times. Um, I think of uh, obviously uh, mothers with black sons and what mm -hmm. pain they must feel and fear when their sons go out every yeah. single day in the world. Um, and I think what these horrible stories show, it shines a light on, I believe that this, well, the horrific one that obviously we're talking about today um, is going to, you know, is all over reverberating in the news. But the one with the woman with the dog, to me, I think that that happens way more than we know, but it's not always reported. So this mm -hmm. is what I'm saying. We're living in the midst of this. And yeah. what these stories, horrible stories have done is just shown the ugly side of what we have in our country that has mm -hmm. to, that has to be, we have to heal. We just have to move towards healing. And um, I agree with you, Lacey. Yeah. My heart goes out to the yes. black community. Um, there's just no excuse. And it's, it's depressing to me that it's 2020 and we have this. It's just, yeah. it's you know, that's, it's 2020. It's like, what? It's like when you study in school about, mm -hmm you know, the segregation, you're like, oh, well, that would, that wouldn't happen today. Well, look what's happening today. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's sad. It's sad. And it's, it's, sad. it's not just sad for the African-American community. It affects all of us. Oh yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's yeah. heartbreaking to yeah. see. So yeah. heartbreaking. So like, I just send all my love out to everyone mm -hmm. today. You know, particularly those in the African American community. Like, I am so sorry for this racism that's happening to you, and I want to see it stop. And I hope that the white community in general and people who you know uh, who who are racist 
can come to a place where they understand that about themselves and, and can make some changes because it's only going to hurt if, if they don't. And it's only going to help when they do. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And yeah, I feel just incredibly, um, I don't know what the word, I, I was trying to think of something other than sad. It's, it's painful and it, it does affect all of us. I think the fact is that if we continue to, to not see how what happens around us infiltrates our world, like we're all, we're all one. And I think people lose sight of that, that what happens to our brother or our sister eventually harms us too. It, it does. Yes. And I, 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 I don't, I don't know how to express that except that, it just, it's extremely sad. Yeah. Well, we are sending out our love to you all today. Solidarity. Um, we just wanted to do this bonus episode because these are some really difficult, trying, dark times. And we wanted to be able to kind of share that with you, share our thoughts with each other, but also with you and Hopefully this has been uh, something that can be encouraging to you, enlightening to you in some way. Um, and uh, we are uh, sending you all of all the best. Yeah, definitely. And the thing I would add is self-care. Whatever you have to do for yourself, take five minutes, take a break, um, do it because uh, you deserve it. Yes, yes. And being careful how much we're consuming these images I think is also a good self-care move because it can be very depressing, really depressing. Take a walk, um, kind of get outside, do a Zoom call with a friend. But um, but yeah, so thank you for listening to our somber but real edition to uh, Rethink Humanity bonus content. We love you guys. Stay safe out there. Thank you.